millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Right, let us carry out this video by saying that nobody actually knows what happened when wrestlers first met Vince McMahon. I mean, even the stories that we're going to tell today that come from the actual person may have been exaggerated for fun. And the only reason I say that is because if I don't, the comments goes crazy. Simon, how do you know? I don't know, but I've got a good idea. But as we all do know, Vince McMahon is basically the king of pro wrestling because he's been doing it for such a long time. And he is an interesting chap. So hello, my name is Simon from What Culture. Please do hit the subscribe button. This is the 10 best stories when some folk first met Vince McMahon. Number 10, Kurt Angle turns down $5 million. Now this one you can take to the bank because Kurt Angle has talked about it on his podcast. But after he had won the Olympic Games in 1996, the then World Wrestling Federation said, Hey Kurt, would you like to come and be a pro wrestler? and they offered him a 10-year deal worth $500,000 a year. The problem when it came to the man with three eyes is that at the time he didn't really understand sports entertainment, so he told Vince Man, well, this is great, and it sounds amazing, but of course, if I do sign this, I can never lose. That's what he said, I can never be defeated. And Vince McMahon probably went, ha ha ha, okay pal, there's a door. Two years later, Kurt Angle changed his mind and he went back to the World Wrestling Federation and said, oh man, can I have that old deal? And they said, no, but we will put you on a developmental contract. And look, all of this worked out just fine because today, Mr. Angle is one of the best wrestlers ever. And rich. Number nine, John Cena discussed the boss. Now we all know the John Cena story today for 15, 18, 2400 years. He was the guy in WWE. And can you imagine what would have happened without him? I mean, he was selling merchandise. He did ratings. He was filling up arenas for house shows. John Cena was a flipping legend. However, as Cena told WWE.com as he looked back at his career, when Vince McMahon first saw him when he was down in OVW, he was disgusted with Johnny Boy because he had bleached blonde hair. And apparently, I don't know why, Vince McMahon doesn't like that. This meant before he did debut against Kurt Angle in June 2002, McMahon told him to go and cut his hair. So he literally had to go get a trim before doing a wrestling match. I mean, can you imagine the pressure anyway? And now you got to sort out your do? It must have been a very tricky situation. Number eight, Duke the Dumpster Drozzy pretended to be a TV exec. Now this one is just crazy, but according to Mr. Drozzy, when he was doing an appearance on the Conversations with Love pod, when he wanted to become a WWF superstar, he didn't really know how to get in the door. So he saw that Vince McMahon was going to some kind of TV executive meeting conference thing. So he went, well, I know. I'll go down there and I'll just say that I'm a TV exec and maybe they'll let me in. 
And they did do this. And can you imagine if you tried this today? It wouldn't work. As it turned out, he used the credentials of a friend of his. But seriously, he did go up to Vinny. He said, look, here's what I've done. I really would like to be a wrestler. And one week later, J.J. Dillon, who was in charge of talent relations at the time, called him up and said, hey, why don't you come in? Now, they did make him a bin man. So there's every chance they did this at a troll. But he still got to the top. And I say more power to it. Number seven, Chris Jericho had his trust tested. Now this one is excellent because Chris Jericho has told it a few times and it gets more interesting on every occasion. But when he had decided to leave WCW in the late 90s, he did indeed go for a secret meeting with Vince McMahon and the rest of the WWF creative board. Once again, you'd be sitting there like, oh my gosh, I can't handle it. Jericho was then absolutely amazed because Vince said, hey, Christopher, here's a bunch of storylines and angles we're going to run. Why don't you give me your thoughts? So Jericho did. He said, well, I would do this and I would do that. And then he left before he realized weeks later, oh my gosh, this was a trust exercise because Vince needed to see if I was going to go leak it to the dirt sheets. He did not do this because he's a smart tamale. And of course, in mid-1999, he did came in and even though that was over 20 years ago it is still one of the best debuts ever number six jbl was told he was getting a ballerina gimmick when we first saw bradshaw in 1996 he was of course the big rough texan that liked to punch people in the face but when he had first met with vince mcmahon in 1995 apparently the boss had stared him right in the eye and said well here's what we want to do with you we want to make you a ballerina. Now this obviously sent the future JBL into panic mode, even though you have to give way more respect to ballerinas. I mean, have you seen what they do with their feet? It's absolutely crazy. And as I'm sure you've already figured out, this just turned out to be a joke. It turned out to be a rib. Even though after the fact, Bradshaw had started calling people going, please give me a job. I don't want to do the dance. This was no massive surprise either because Layfield had already been doing his cowboy gimmick over in Japan. So it was a matter of taking that and transferring it across to the WWF. And have we ever had a ballerina gimmick? I mean, we probably have. There was Fandango. That doesn't count. So maybe somebody should do it today. I will. Who cares? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Number five, Cody Rhodes' emotional first meeting. So this one will get you right in the fields because the first time Cody Rhodes actually met Vince McMahon was in 2007 after Dusty Rhodes had been inducted into the Hall of Fame. And after this, Vince said, hey, Cody, why don't you come into my office? And apparently he just said such wonderful thing about the young Rhodes to the point Cody decided, you know what, I have a place here and I'm sure I can flourish. The best part is that after McMahon had said to Cody, oh, for your age, you have so much composure and I tell you, you're definitely going to become a WWE superstar. <laughs> Rhodes basically panicked and ended the conversation when it should have been Vince that ended the conversation. But he just got up and went, thanks, slapped him on the shoulder and he left. The coolest part about all of this is that we know what would happen next. Cody Rhodes did have a pretty decent first run until he became Stardust. The two no longer saw eye to eye. He left in 2016, completely revolutionized wrestling before coming back. And now he's a main event player. I tell you, gets you in the eyes. And before, Daniel Bryan makes things awkward. I love Daniel Bryan slash Bryan Danielson because he is the most understated human being in the world. All he wants to do is wrestle. And all he wants to do is enjoy being in a wrestling ring. And there's just something so lovely and so simple about it. This also happened the first time he met Vince McMahon because before he was brought into the WWE, the American Dragon was already tearing it up on the indie scene. To the point, Shawn Michaels, who obviously helped train Daniel Bryan, went to see Vince McMahon and said, look, seriously, this guy's really good. You better go get him. When they eventually sat down to discuss all of this, Vince repeated, so I hear you're really good. And Brian said, well, I guess I'm okay. And as he tells it, Vince McMahon's face apparently turned into utter horror. Because this is Vinnie Mac we're talking about. He's all testosterone and confidence. He then went on to say everything just went silent because sometimes Vince McMahon just likes to stare at you and make things awkward. So you know what Dan did? He stared right back. He may very well be the best wrestler ever. Number three, The Undertaker is scared. Now, if you're wondering why back in the day a bunch of WWF superstars had crazy work-related type gimmicks, it's because Vince McMahon would sit you down and go, hey, what do you like to do in your spare time? And nine times out of ten, whatever came out of your mouth, poof, became your persona. So when The Undertaker was leaving WCW and wanted to head to the WWF and he had a chat with Vince McMahon, who at the time said, oh, we don't have anything for you, but why don't you tell me your hoppies? And The Undertaker said, well, I'm quite good at singing in the shower. He actually thought they were going to go away and come back to him and say, well, do we have the character for you? It got even worse for the poor man because when he was eventually hired, it was coming up to the Survivor Series in 1990 where somebody was going to come out of a giant egg. So now Mark Calloway was like, well, I skipped the whole sing and shower thing, but now I'm going to have to be a turkey. Now, thankfully, all of this turned out okay 
but he must have had a roller coaster six months. Number two, Johnny Gargano watched the Condemned trailer with him. Everybody forgets this, but Johnny Gargano's first appearance in the WWE was actually in 2007 against MVP when he told us he was a champion of Liechtenstein. He was also called Cedric Von Hausen, which is the greatest name of all time, and if I don't have a child, I'm going to call it that. But as he was hanging out at WWE HQ, at one point he found himself in the back with Vince and Stephanie McMahon, who he had never met before, and they all took a moment to watch the trailer for The Condemned. Gargano has talked about all of this on Lillian Garcia's Chasing Glory podcast and described it as a moment where he was freaking out, and of course you would have been. However, it was all good for John, because when he had had his match and he came back, Vince McMahon looked at him and said, good job. And now ever since he hasn't made it onto the main roster, but that could change. As of me talking, we just don't know. Number one, Kota Ibushi didn't know who he was. Now we have to caveat this one once again, because there's a bunch of people that say this definitely happened, but there's also a select few who say it has been exaggerated. So do with this information what you will, but it's out there. Now as the story goes, when Kota Ibushi was at NXT TakeOver Dallas in 2016 and went backstage to see people, he was walking around high-fiving everyone, <laughs> including Vince McMahon. Now, he didn't do this because he was like, oh my gosh, it's the boss of WWE. He did it because he just saw another human being and didn't know who Vinnie Mac was. Now, Dave Meltzer, he of Wrestling Observer fame, has tweeted out in the past that this is accurate. And there are even more stories saying some WWE officials are upset by this. But Abushi was still invited into the Cruiserweight Classic. So who the flub knows? It's not actually that big a deal when you break it down too, because how many of you watching here right now are proper ingrained in American wrestling, but you don't know much about Japan? So if you did get a booking out there, you may be walking around slapping hands and actually have no idea whose skin you are here. Either way, I like to believe it is true because it just adds to the charm and awesomeness of Kotorobushi. This is how we should all live our lives. Just happy, innocent, and giving high fives. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.